Welcome to From the Front Porch, a conversational podcast about books, small business, and life in the South. Perhaps most crucially, an election map can't tell you what people are actually like. It doesn't even tell you what the people who consistently vote for charlatans and scoundrels are actually like. Human beings are always more complex than the way they vote could ever suggest. People can be good and bad, brilliant and hopelessly short-sighted, empathetic and willfully blind. This is both the glory and the tragedy of human nature. We are not simple creatures. Margaret Wrinkle, Graceland at Last. I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. And today I'm joined by my cousin and frequent bookshelf collaborator, Ashley Sherlock. Every season, Ashley and I sit down at the metaphorical kids table to chat about what we're reading, watching, listening to, and maybe even buying. Hi, Ashley. Hi again. Happy fall, y'all. It's here. It's here. (laughs) Is it here? Right now I'm sitting in my super air-conditioned little sunroom and my windows are completely filled with condensation because it's really not. Paul has not entered the chat, but mentally we are there. (laughs) Mentally we're there. I did want to do like a mental health check on you because I know you love summer and summer's over. I am really sad about summer being over. I'm not going to lie. I do not look forward to fall like it seems like the rest of the world does i mm-hmm. am solar powered um i need i need the sunshine i need to be able to just sit in the sun safely with sunscreen but <laughs> it, thank you for asking um, it's about to be a rough time fortunately i live in florida so i can you know sit by the pool till at least october but yes thoughts and prayers Yes. Thinking of you. Just wanted to check in, make sure you were hanging in there. (laughs) Okay. So we're going to talk about what we're reading, watching, listening to, buying. And these aren't necessarily fall themed, although I guess they kind, I don't know. We'll see. I'm curious what you're reading, listening, blah, blah, blah. Um, But we're doing this. We do this every season. So we did this for summer and now here we are at fall. Are you ready to talk about what you've been reading? Yes. Okay. Do you want to go first? Am I, am I going first? Yeah. Sure. Um, okay. So I'm going to start with Great Circle by Maggie Shipstead. Did you read that one? I'm reading it right now. <laughs> oh, me too. Okay. That's so so I haven't I haven't finished it. I'm listening to the audiobook on Libro FM. Um, and I think it was recommended to me by Hunter. He said he thought I would like it. Um, but mm-hmm. I think we're also, he and I are kind of also in the same boat in it being maybe a little bit slow to start, slow to... Mm-hmm slow to keep us slow to win us over um mm-hmm. but i i think i've i've reached a turning point um okay there's this i like the the dual perspective and i don't really know how they connect yet um mm-hmm. but i think i'm getting there and there's it's it's a lot of kind of like seedy underbelly type stuff which i'm very into and yeah it, i think it's about to get really good I loved what I read and then put it down because it's so long and I didn't feel like I could commit the time to it. And then Hunter's rave review. And I love Maggie Shipstead. Like I have loved her previous works so much. This was one of like my highly anticipated books of the summer, but I'm actually wondering if it might lend itself more to fall reading because it's so big that you can kind of like sit down and cozy up with it. Um, I don't know. I like that. If you're reading the physical copy, I definitely like that. But for the audiobook purpose, I may have put it on 1.7 speed uh-huh. yeah. instead of 1 or 1.5, which is where I usually hang out. <laughs> yeah. Did you know, I'm sorry, I'm going to interject here and maybe she's listening. Somebody commented... I can't remember if she was a Patreon supporter. She may have been a Patreon supporter. and I'm sorry, I don't know her name. But if I remember correctly, and and if you're listening, you feel free to comment. But somebody, um, I want to say, said they listen to audiobooks at like, oh, four or six speed. Six. And, and, and now I'm wondering if she meant, 
I, if you are listening and you're that Patreon supporter or you're that listener, I would love to know what level of audiobook you listen to because I just for the first time did like 1.5 and two, maybe. Oh, I don't even think I've done two. I think I did 1.5. I think I only did two. So Jordan and I could like finish an audiobook right before we pulled into somebody's <laughs> driveway. Um, but this, whoever this person was, I think said she could listen to an audiobook a day by listening to it on like four or six speed. And I tried to do that. And I was like, this sounds like chipmunks talking to me. (laughs) And so maybe I misunderstood her. I would love to know because I cannot fathom listening to more. I can't fathom going higher than a two. No, absolutely not. I don't know why six is an option, but whoever that (laughs) listener is, I would love some clarification or whoever else. If you think you're the fastest audiobook listener, please tell me what speed you put it on. And and also how much you retain from that book. Yes. Right. That's the big question because that's my whole issue with audiobooks is I am by nature, not an auditory learner. So I already don't retain as much, I think, as I would, or as I do with a physical book. And I can't imagine if the speed is higher, but maybe it's somebody like, like Jordan. I don't think Jordan would listen to that high of a speed, but Jordan is an auditory learner and I think does retain a lot that way. And so Mm -hmm. I'm just wondering if it's like a personality difference um, or if it's like speed reading, but speed listening. I'm just so curious where people listen to their audiobooks because I did not even know until recently that people were listening to more than (laughs) 1.0. Well, I did. I I did used to feel bad. I used to feel bad for putting it on 1.5. But then, you know, you have a 400 page book and not that much time. You could, you could like look at it faster than on 1.0. Yeah. That's my thing. Okay. So great circle. Is the narrator good for the audiobook? Yes, I I need to look up their names because both of the, there's two of them which I like, okay. um, and they they both sound very familiar. But no, I think um, both of their voices actually really capture the characters very well. Okay, good. Okay, mine is quite different. It is the book that I started the top of the podcast with. It's called Graceland at Last. This is by Margaret Wrinkle. This is nonfiction. I immediately recommended it to my brother, your cousin, Chet. Like, I think he's going to love this book. You might like it too. Here's what I like. It's all it is, is essays and newspaper columns. So we're talking two to four page chapters, like nothing longer than that, because these are her newspaper columns and her essays, many of which have already been published somewhere else. And Margaret Rinkle wrote a book that again, I do think you would really like called Last Migrations that I want to say came out either in 2020 or 2019. What is time? And I have not read Last Migrations, but everyone who I know who read it loved it. And it's still on my like backlist list. But this new collection, this new book is her collection of newspaper columns. She lives in Nashville, Tennessee. A lot of these columns appeared in the Tennessean newspaper. And it's all about living in the South. She's been called the voice of the South. She doesn't really like that term because she's a white lady, you know, (laughs) living living in Nashville. So she doesn't necessarily maybe speak for the whole of the South, but she does, Mm -hmm. at least based on these columns that I've read, she does a pretty good job of showing the wide range of voices that exist in the South, the wide range of belief systems that exist in the South, and really how diverse and complicated the Southern part of this country can be. And I really, I love newspaper writing. I love journalistic nonfiction. And I just love, I agree with her a lot. I disagree with her some, but I really love just reading her writing. Her writing is really great. Late migrations was a lot of nature writing. And so the whole first um, section of this book is about nature. And so it's all columns that she's written about plants or trees or animals. And then the second section is about religion. And then the third section is about politics. And so all of the essays are about these things that I really love and I'm interested in. But the chapters are so short that I will easily be able to finish this book and really have conquered a great work, I think, of narrative nonfiction. So, um, or journalistic nonfiction, it, it, not all of it is entirely narrative. Anyway, I really like it. I think you would like it as well. And I think it'd be especially helpful if you live in the South, but you have a complicated relationship with where you live, 
or maybe you moved away from the South and you have thoughts about where you grew up, but you haven't been able to articulate them well. I just, I think she writes with a lot of grace in this book called Graceland at Last by Margaret Wrinkle. I think that's something that I would like to look forward to reading this fall. So whenever you're done with it, yeah, I'll pass send it, on. it my way. Okay, yeah. good. Um, okay, so this is actually the only other thing I have on my list because okay. it, it's been a few months. But there's a poem called Adrift by Mark Nepo Meepo. Not sure how to pronounce his name. This is my first, first time reading him. The only mm-hmm. thing I've ever read by him is this poem called Adrift. And um, it's it's about nature. And I just think he did an excellent job of capturing uh, people who have a lot of feelings, especially um, people who have a lot of feelings and also enjoy nature. Because it's, it is, it's often hard to articulate the way being outside and just looking at natural things makes you feel. And it's interesting because like you feel happy, like we go to nature to feel better. Um, typically, at least that's what I do. But there's also a kind of sadness that comes with it. And he just dives so deep in such a short, it's like a paragraph of a poem. Um, mm-hmm. He he dives so deep into, you know, the emotions of how, you know, the the wind underneath the bird's wings can make you feel sad. And I just think it's so beautiful. I had it pulled up on my phone, but then I lost it. Otherwise, I would have pulled a few lines, but. That sounds beautiful. Yeah. I also, I didn't do a poem, but I did do an article that I know you and I have talked about. And I still really do want to do an article club um, for the bookshelf. And the an article that I saw floating around the internet and then I finally got the time to sit and read it is What Bobby McElvain Left Behind. This is by Jennifer Senior. It was published in The Atlantic. You can also, this is just a little tip in case people didn't know. So you can read this article, which is beautiful. And I read it, but then I wanted Jordan to read it. And the best way to get Jordan to read something is to make him listen to it. And so there is an app called, I don't know how to pronounce the app, but it's AUDM, Autumn. I don't, I don't know. AUDM. I'm not sure. Anyway, it's an app and you can listen. You have to, I think there's like a free version and then you have to pay for a version. I actually do pay for a version, but you can listen to these longer form journalism pieces. And so we listen, it's almost like listening to podcast episodes. So we listened to what Bobby McElvain left behind. So I've, I've read it and listened to it. And this recording, we're recording before the 20th anniversary of 9-11. It will come out after the anniversary of 9-11. I think this article would be a great way to honor and think about 9-11 and where we all were 20 years ago. And what has transpired in the last 20 years and what our country and community look like 20 years later. It's the story of Bobby McElvain, who died in the 9-11 attacks. He died um, exiting or kind of on the ground floor of the World Trade Center. And it reflects on a missing diary. It reflects on his relationship with his parents, the very two two very different roads each of his parents traveled on in terms of grief and kind of the di- different directions his parents went and just the legacy of Bobby who was 26 when he died i thought this was such gorgeous work of journalistic nonfiction jennifer senior has ties to the McElvain family and so certainly this essay this this work of journalism does feel extremely personal but i also felt like she exhibited some boundaries in journalism as well i just think it's outstanding um it's a great listen as well because it's narrated by and i'm so sorry that i do not have her name but it's narrated by somebody who does a lot oh julie whalen that's her name she's one of my favorite audiobook narrators and she narrates she reads this article if you decide to listen to it so what bobby McElvain left behind it's just um It's really thought-provoking, and I think you would like it a lot. I sent it to our family. I don't know who read it. I think my dad read it, (laughs) but I like sent it out in like a group text, and dad really liked it. So I'm going to recommend that. And then I'm also just going to put a plug in for this book that I'm reading as part of prepping for fall literary lunch. I'm trying to read a lot of fall books, and some of them are hits, and some of them are misses. This one I think is going to be really good. It's called Black Girls Must Die Exhausted. This is by Jane Allen, and it is... I don't want to say a rom-com because that's not really what it's like, but it does feel like feel-good fiction that also is not afraid 
to deal with some of the harder parts of life. It reminds me a lot of Lisa Cross Smith's This Close to Okay. It's going to be a trilogy. It's the first in a trilogy. I think maybe this author had published like maybe self-publish these books and then a publisher picked them up. Nevertheless, I think they're going to be really feel-good fiction. I think they're going to get a lot of attention when they're published. The first one is called Black Girls Must Die Exhausted by Jane Allen. So that's what I'm reading. I really think you should read that 9-11 article. I know. I need to go back and find it in the group text. Get you you in your feels. Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. I'm sure you need that. I definitely Um, need that. What are you watching these days? Okay. So, okay. I'm going to start off with something that I want to watch, I think, um, okay. this fall. And it's I'm, now I actually don't know how I feel about it or if I'm actually going to watch it. But season three, <laughs> season three of You is supposed to come out on October 15th. Oh, I'll be watching. Okay, good. <laughs> I can't, <laughs> oh, I can't remember. There. I can't remember like where I left it. It feels like I haven't seen it in five years. Um, so I can't remember like what, in what state it left me in, but I think I'm going to watch it. I've been, I was, I know I was super into season one mm-hmm. and now they're kind of, they're starting to hype up season three and I think I'm excited. Maybe me, you and Caroline should binge the second season or something okay. to get into it. Cause I think it'd be fun to rewatch. I think it could be fun to rewatch. I mean, it's, I don't even know if it's objectively good TV. It's just very binge worthy as I recall. Yes, that's a good description. I think that's that's what I meant is if I didn't know I if I wanted to watch it, but I do. And I think Caroline could handle Mayor of Easttown, so she could handle you, right? Yeah. Yeah. I totally think so. I think we should watch it together. I think it'd be fun. Perfect. Okay, I have a couple of things I want to recommend. I don't know how many watch you have, watches you have. I'll start with one that I don't know if you've watched yet. Jordan and I just started it. We're almost done with season one. And that is Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Did you watch this? No. Do I need to? Okay. I wasn't sure because I was kind of like, I know that it's funny. Like I've heard that it's funny, but do I need a sitcom that has like seven, six or seven seasons, like with like, I think 20 or so episodes a season. Like, I don't know that I need that in my life, but I think I do. Jordan and I have been watching it and we're not watching it every night. We just watch a couple of episodes sometimes when we can. And you can easily, it's like one of those books that you can pick up and put down. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like it's totally linear storytelling. Like the episodes are kind of standalone. It's workplace comedy set at a precinct, at a Brooklyn police precinct. So it definitely has... I think it has more Parks and Rec vibes than The Office vibes. I also find Andy Samberg to be handsome. I don't know how I feel about that. That's why I'm saying it in a questionable tone. Blandly? Um, blandly? Blandly. Or actually? Okay. No, blandly. We'll talk about actual handsome in just a second. Um, <laughs> so he is blandly handsome. Um, but it is very funny. I think it took... I immediately thought it was funny. I think it took Jordan a minute. But now Jordan laughs out loud. There's, <laughs> There are just some really funny characters. They're very quirky. And that's kind of why the Parks and Rec tie-in. And each character is so distinct. I think Caroline might like it too. Anyway, I think it's very fun. And you could you don't have to binge it. Like you can just watch a couple of episodes. And then, you know, a few days later, when you're in the mood for something funny, you can watch a couple more. All right. Sounds good. Um, so... I'm watching a lot of comfort shows right now, you know, just going going through the same things that you always watch, but I'm also on the internet a lot. So I found this person on the internet, okay? This isn't, it's not TV. Um, and you know, I'm an avid TikTok user. I'm not proud yes. of it, but this is where I spend a lot of time. And I have found this boy to watch. His name is Charles Gross. And okay. he has the most soothing, calming voice that I have ever heard come from a man, um, 26 years old, living in New York. And he, he just talks about all things luxury. And look, I don't, I don't have it. I don't have what. I'm laughing because of course. I know, I know. Look, I don't have any business. It like, I don't, I don't need, I don't, I can't, I'm not going to buy a $700 pair of high heels, but do I want to know what makes them better than every other high heel? Absolutely. And he he talks about luxury items. He talks about um, like 
high profile events, like what actually happens in like once you get inside the Met Gala and um, see it's okay, not, well, that I'm interested in, <laughs> right? It's, it's behind the scenes of stuff like that. And he also talks about um, uh, like the Kardashians and like why, why they're successful and his opinions on like their clothing lines or product lines, whatever. Um, and my most recent favorite video from him is um, 10 responses to why are you so dressed up today? It was just like, <laughs> it's, it's dumb, but it's, I'm going to use some of them. Okay. Well, look, it does sound right up your alley. You do love luxury adjacent things. I do. And I think the internet is figuring that out because I've started being served Instagram ads for Tory Burch, which I'm not going to be purchasing anytime <laughs> soon. But I like that Instagram thinks that I could. <laughs> yeah, the algorithm has figured it out. Yeah. Okay. My next one. So I would like to be clear. Like, I know that Brooklyn Nine-Nine is like a decade old. I understand that. I also know the show I'm about to recommend is decades, plural, old. Trust me, Jordan and I are looking forward to the return of succession and things like that. Like, we're pumped about that. But the reality is that fall to me, I want to read fall books and I want to watch fall TV. So I've already thought to myself, is it time to start rewatching some episodes of Gilmore Girls? Like it's been a while since I've done that. Should I pull that out of my, you know, DVD box? Like, is it time? Instead, last night, Jordan and I had waited. We had said, we'll rewatch this, but it makes most sense to rewatch it in the fall. And so last night we found on Hulu that great... 90s classic Felicity. Have you okay. seen Felicity? No, I haven't. My dad has, but I have not. Okay, yes. Yes, I know your dad has. He used to have the box set. Yep. I now I, <laughs> I now have that box set, but I'm sorry to say that the Florida heat like ruined the DVDs, which is why Jordan and I have waited. It just became available on Hulu, I think this summer. And we've been waiting because Again, it is such a fall show. It's about this character played by Carrie Russell named Felicity Porter. Felicity graduates from high school in California. And Ashley, while you're here, I don't know. How's your internet? Can you open up a new tab? Yes. Okay. I want you to type in Felicity, Noel, and Ben. Noel is how they pronounce it on the show, but I'm pretty sure you spell it like Noel. N-O-E-L. And I want you to just image search that. Okay. Ben is the only blonde I've ever loved. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to figure out why. Okay, no. Oh. He's he's a blonde nerd with a nose. Right? Yes. He do, he's not super nerdy in the show. He's like this. He's the cool guy. And then Noel is the sensitive nerd. But the problem with that for me is the word sensitive. I just am not interested in a sensitive male. I just don't care. Um, but here's what I need you to know. Essentially, the show is a love triangle, but it's also a coming of age because she decides she lives in California and she goes to high school with this guy named Ben. She has had a crush on Ben for a long time. She gets him to sign her yearbook. He signs her yearbook and he's like, wish we'd gotten to know each other more. I'm so sorry I never talked to you. I think we could have really hit it off. She reads that and is like, she asks him, she says, wait, where are you going to college? And he says, oh, I'm going to New York. So she dumps her plans to stay in California and moves to New York and goes to college in New York just to chase this crush. Everything I stand firmly against Felicity does. It is so emotional and overly wrought. And just teen angst like you've never seen teen angst if you liked Dawson's Creek this is so fun because it's set in a college it's set in New York City all she wears is cozy sweaters with her ginormous curly hair and Jordan and I paused it multiple times last night we watched the first two episodes we paused it multiple times last night to laugh and to talk about these angsty teens but 
The show was created by J.J. Abrams, who's famous. Like he Mm -hmm. did my other, one of my other favorite shows, Alias, but he's like world famous now. So it's fun to also see all of these actors. Like Scott Foley has been in a lot of other things. Carrie Russell has been in a lot of other things. Like, so it's fun to see all these actors kind of at their beginnings. And it is, I highly recommend if you, I know we keep talking about Caroline, but I know you and I, we have made it our mission to introduce her to pop culture. If you and Caroline are looking for a fall show to binge, like Dawson's Creek or like Gilmore Girls, here you go. You're welcome. I love you both. I want nothing but the best for you. Caroline will love Noel. You will love Ben. It's delightful. Is it streamable or do we need DVDs? Hulu. Go stream it. Okay. Perfect. Okay. But when you do, wait, wait, but when you do live text me all the time. Okay. (laughs) Can do. (laughs) Okay. So I think one, one place where our Venn diagram does not overlap is seasonal watching of things. Um, mm-hmm. I think really you're just a more organized person than I am. And I don't have time to think about, <laughs> I don't make time to think about what's in season in terms of TV. Um, I mean, like mm-hmm. I like Christmas movies at Christmas, but I would almost always rather be watching something that has to do with a beach vacation. Or a comedy, a comedy set, and I don't care when. Um, mm-hmm. So interesting. I'm I'm learning to be okay with it. It's fine. Um, yeah, but the last thing, last thing I have that I've been watching since yesterday is uh, Steve from Blues Clues. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I saw that. So I actually first saw it um, on the internet. And first of all, he looks exactly the same. And that's what Jordan said. He, I can't tell if this was, I mean, I think it's sincere, right? Don't we think Mm -hmm. this is sincere? Yes. Otherwise he's a very good actor, but it was just the most feel good video that I have ever seen. And if Steve from blues clues is proud of me and how far I've come, then dang it. So am I. Uh, I definitely think it was sincere. He was giving off serious Mr. Rogers vibes. And I mean, that with the utmost praise. And if you go Google him and you read his Wikipedia page, yeah, I think it was sincere. You know, I did that deep dive. I feel confident that he was being really genuine in talking to even people like me who way past their prime were watching Blue's Clues. That's what was so funny is I watched it because of you and Caroline. You guys were so into Blue's Clues. And Jordan, I didn't know this, but Jordan watched it with his cousins who he babysat all the time, who are about, who are in between you and Caroline's ages. And I was watching that video last night and Jordan was in the bathroom and he poked his head out of the bathroom and he goes, is that Steve? my heart and I thought Jordan would kind of be eye-rolly about it because Jordan really doesn't need to be told like you're doing great right and instead Jordan sat there I was like brushing my teeth so like toothbrush hanging out of my mouth and we both were just mesmerized by Steve (laughs) telling us that don't worry about student loans and family planning and you know life we're doing great and we needed that we did the whole world all every millennial we all needed it yeah yeah um, okay, this is you talk about seasonal watching and you're right that I really that's a big part of my personality is doing things seasonally like I will break out you've got mail and when Harry met Sally very soon. Um, but something Jordan and I enjoyed this summer that we are just not going to finish in time. So we're going to keep watching. I think we're we're pretty close here. But we have been watching the Marvel movies in chronological order all summer long. We've been doing Marvel Mondays. We've also been doing Wizarding Wednesdays. It's been a delightful like summer routine. Um, but anyway, we've been we've been watching these Marvel movies, and I did it partly just because I was like almost like for Jordan's sake, because I feel like I'm always watching Gilmore Girls or something, and I thought, oh, like this is something that I can put up with, and Jordan will enjoy. Instead, I've been very, I've just had a really great time. I want to plug. This will go into buying as well, but I want to plug um, Bookshelf Tees, Lauren at Bookshelf Tees. She is who posted about watching the Marvel movies in chronological order, or she's who I saw. And now Bookshelf Tees has released like a Marvel, um, a Marvel collection of t-shirts and sweatshirts. 
I will definitely be buying one to reward myself for making it through Marvel movies in chronological order. Um, so I highly recommend that. But the movies have just been really fun. And I'm more in love with Chris Evans than I've ever been. Like, never, I didn't really know if he was like in my wheelhouse of like, because he's not nerd with a nose. Like, I understand that he is just generically handsome. Mm-hmm. But I really just find him to be charming as Captain America. I just love these movies. Highly recommend. I've We've had a great time. Like, a really, really good time watching them together. And we're going to keep doing it until we run out. Which is never, I, because Marvel is always putting them out. That is true. Do I need to care about Marvel movies? Is that I something think, you see that I could get into? I think you could just because it's really fun. Now, here's what you do need to know. These are long movies. They're like two and a half hours, two hours, but we've been watching them on Monday nights. I just, I know movies are hard for you. (laughs) So, so so I don't know, but the characters are just so fun. And then it's fun to watch. I had seen so many of these like out of order, you know, like I had mm-hmm. just watched one in the theater or whatever, but to see all of them combine and to see them come together, I think you would really like, I think you'd love Thor. I think you'd love okay. Thor. And I think you would really like some of the Avengers movies in particular when all of them come together. I, we watched civil war this week and I thought it was going to be super stressful. And instead I loved it. Thought it was great. Highly okay. recommend. Good to know. Okay. What are you listening to? Okay, I'm listening to, I've listened to this album twice through now, and it's Reverie by Ben Flatt. Oh. Have you listened to it yet? Oh, yeah. He's so good. <laughs> He's so good. I love, I can listen to this entire album all the way through, which mm-hmm. often can't be said for a lot of albums, but I really like this one. Yeah, I do too. Are we getting tickets to him or what? Um, I would very much like to, but once we... It might have to be put on hold once after we talk about what I've been buying lately. Oh, no. <laughs> we don't we don't have tickets for anything else. Uh, or we don't have money for anything else. Um, yeah. Okay. In, in terms of music, I've been listening. This is an oldie, but a goodie. I've been listening to a lot of Sandra McCracken. Have you ever gotten into her? No, I haven't. She's like soothing... <sighs> kind of folk somebody's cringing at that description but she's soothing christian music like she definitely is a christian musician christian artist but for some reason i don't know guys again i just think fall when i think of sandra mccracken and so the other day i was working upstairs at the bookshelf i pretended it was cold outside all it was was hot and rainy but i pretended it was cold outside um, Mary Catherine wasn't in the office yet so i just listened to sandra mccracken while i did my work it's very soothing work music Okay, like, I like that. If you need something to work to, um, and mm-hmm. for some reason it just seems cozy fall to me. Nice. Um, okay, so I found a new podcast. I didn't find it. It was recommended to me in therapy. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> it's called Popping Perfectionism. Um, oh. And it's actually, it was actually a nice little listen. It's only six episodes long, which I like. Not a huge commitment. Um, and it's just these two girl best friends talking about their experience with perfectionism. I'm not really sure. I don't think they're like necessarily qualified to talk about anything like psychologically. Um, right. My understanding was just, the, you know, they're just chatting about their experience. And it was it was a delight. It was quite enjoyable and educational. Well, that sounds lovely. Um, have you seen on the internet all of those like tweets and memes that are like, there's something like, do you have anxiety or are you just an eldest daughter? Like, <laughs> yes, all the time. And all of, them, all of them make me laugh so hard. <laughs> One of them was like, do you like being in charge or, or, or are you just an eldest daughter or are you a natural born leader or are you just an eldest daughter? And they all <laughs> crack me up and they all are so accurate. Yes. It makes me laugh. Definitely. Okay. In terms of podcasts I have been listening to, and I I am recommending it because I think it is truly excellent journalism. But if you're like me, in the words of that Bachelor contestant many years ago, it might be time to guard and protect your heart against rage. Like, I just feel like I can't be angry all the time. I just can't. And so I'm, I'm recommending this with caveats because it is one of those things that does make me a little ragey. And then I have to like do some thinking and 
checking in with myself, whatever. But it is called The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill. Probably you've heard about it, especially if you're Christian adjacent, if you're in Christian culture at all. But I very much was on the internet in the 2008 era when Mark Driscoll was like all the rage and Christian blogging was all the rage. And so all of this is very familiar to me. And also I went to a, I mean, I think we all have, well, if you go to church, you probably have church issues. Like, <laughs> like I, I just think that's how it is, right? Because churches are made of people and people are imperfect. Um, but I went to a church that definitely struggled with um, narcissistic leaders and watching that fall, then listening to this one and kind of seeing the parallels, like listening to this podcast and seeing the parallels in my own church going experiences has been interesting and sobering. Um, so I'm recommending that, but again, listen to it. If you, if you can, like, it's okay. If you can't, like, we don't have to listen to everything. I think you would like it, but again, I listen to it and sometimes Jordan and I listen to it together and almost that is a little bit better um, because I can just get up in my angry feels about things. Um, I I don't know. I don't know why I don't, I didn't consider myself a ragey person, but the (laughs) pandemic has really brought things out. Um, And then the other thing, I am pretty sure you do this too, but you tell me. So every season I create a new playlist and I just add songs that I love. And so my summer playlist, I feel like is done now because we've hit Labor Day. And so all summer long, I've been adding like some of my favorite songs to this playlist. It's like an hour and 16 or 36 minutes, which I personally think is ideal for a playlist. And it's all done. It's uh, like I've finished. It's called my summer 2021 playlist. And now I'm going to start working on fall. Don't you do this too? I do, but not quite. I just have a couple of catch-all playlist like I've been working on this one for probably three years um Ooh. and now like and now I just go through phases of listening to like you know only a few songs each time I okay. open the playlist not seasonal I gotcha. again <laughs> I don't know why I'm obsessed with seasons I really don't I think it's just to help me because years seem long and if we just break it up to, into, into seasons it's more doable but yeah and I'm I'm just chaotic <laughs> I'm going to start reading my fall playlist here pretty soon. But the summer one is done. I'm really pleased with how it turned out. I don't, it's never my intent to create a beautiful playlist like that flows perfectly. That's not Mm -hmm. it at all. It's really, it's literally just me finding a song I like and then being like, oh, it's summertime. So I'm going to add it to my summer playlist. Like, so there's some random stuff on there, but I really do. It's been fun to, to do and I'll do it again for fall. Yeah. Okay. Drum roll, please. Where you been spending your money? This is the longest (laughs) list I have for today. (laughs) <laughs> all of all of my time and energy has not gone to listening, reading, or watching, but buying. <laughs> um, Spending. So this list is like twice as long as anything else I wrote down for today. <laughs> it's fine. It's totally fine. <laughs> um, where to start? Do we? Do you still have those reusable grocery bags in stock? I do. Okay, we'll start with that. So, okay, the bookshelf has new reusable grocery bags. They're like, they're so cute. They're net material um, and they're stretchy. So like they look small when they're just like sitting there, but you can fit so much in them. May or may not have put my 13 pound dog in one of them just to see (laughs) it would be cute. And it was very cute. (laughs) Um, I I was going to get one, but I couldn't decide between two colors. So I got them both. And have not had a single regret since also haven't taken them to the grocery store yet because I've never, I've never been a reusable grocery bag person. I've always wanted to be, but it makes me a little bit nervous just because like, what do you, what do you do with them when you get there? You just like shop with your reusable grocery bag and hand it to the person. I put mine in my cart and then I, when I check out, this is, by the way, this is when I remember, this is always my issue is I rarely remember my bags, but, um, at checkout, I just hand the bagger my bags Okay. and they fill them. Um, one good thing about a reusable grocery bag is it fits so much more than the plastic. So like, yeah, you, you know, if you're one of those people, cause I definitely am where you get out of your car and you're like, I can carry all these groceries <laughs> and you put like 10 bags per arm all up your arm, up to your shoulders. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And so it is kind of nice that like, oh, and those, but those bags you bought will stretch. And so you can just have two grocery bags. Yeah. I think it's going to make life at the grocery store a little bit easier if I can remember to bring them. 
look, I'm going to have to restock those. Those have gone like crazy. And I think my favorite colors sold out, um, even though all the colors were super cute. But I think I'm going to have to restock. They're great. And they're only like 10 bucks, I think. Yeah, 10 bucks. Highly recommend a restock. Highly recommend people listening, get them. Okay, my first one is... Um, <laughs> I don't know how to say this because all bodies are beautiful. I do want to say that. And, but I do just, I have, um, gained pandemic weight, like, okay. And I do feel like a little bit like, um, <laughs> I do feel a little bit like Rachel McAdams and mean girls, like only sweatpants fit me now. <laughs> Like my jeans don't fit anymore. And I like in a fit of rage, just threw them. Like I didn't throw them away. Nobody panicked, but I responsibly donated most of the pairs of jeans that I own. And then luckily, providentially, my mother, who's like fashion icon, Susie B, she gave me a lot of her old jeans. So like I'm set. But the one pair of jeans that still fits and that I think still looks great and is still super comfortable are a pair of J. Crew factory jeans that my friend Courtney recommended to me. And I can't rave about these jeans enough. And so if you are like me and maybe maybe the pandemic got to you and you ate all that sour bread, what is it? sourdough bread that somebody else (laughs) yeah if you ate all that sourdough bread that somebody else recommended to you and you also just need to go spend some money on some new jeans i think j crew factory has great jeans and i would never have known that were it not for my friend courtney so i just wanted to throw that out there that they have good jeans you and i have both benefited from Susie b's closet recently (laughs) oh yeah i got truly i think i got three pairs of jeans that are great and so yeah. I think I'm set. I think I'm going to buy one more pair of boyfriend jeans from J. Crew because this is what I would like to say about um, changing weights. Just buy clothes that fit you. You don't have to like. You don't have <laughs> don't, to like suck into your old jeans. Get rid yeah, of. Yeah, don't force it. Don't force it. You can be comfortable. Yeah. yeah, I just needed new jeans in the right size, and so I went out and bought them. Actually, my mom gave them to me, and so. Done. <laughs> uh, but does this mean? Does this mean? That all three of us now wear the same size jeans and we can all share because is this sisterhood of the traveling pants yes. <laughs> very excited about that possibility that, that would be exciting i because i don't think that's ever happened before no hot tip pro tip find <laughs> someone find someone who wears your same size pants and you both buy different pants and then swap oh okay done i'm gonna send you some links later okay <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what's next for you? All right, next, speaking of uh, gaining weight from eating things, um, found a new Starbucks drink. You found a new Starbucks drink, but I tried it. Um, Yes, I sent it to you. You did. From Hannah Queen, I believe. Yes. She's a great follow. Okay, I haven't followed her yet, but she's also the one who posted that that poem that I talked about earlier. So yeah, Yeah, she's a great follow. follow. Mm -hmm. Really good. but the drink is at Starbucks. <clears throat> it's an oat milk latte with brown sugar syrup and apple drizzle. Now, this is not a perfect drink, okay? I have not tried the hot version. I only tried an iced version, and I believe it would be better hot. Okay. I'm not sure, not sure what was throwing me off with the ice. I think maybe the, the apple mixed with the coldness. I'm not really sure. So... Haven't haven't figured out ratios and stuff like that, but okay. overall, overall the review is good. Very very fall. Okay, and if you live somewhere that's not a hundred degrees and humid and liking like stepping into a mouse, then it probably you could get the hot version and really enjoy it. Good, it's good for people. Good for people who don't like um, pumpkin spice stuff. There's nothing pumpkin spice in here. Okay, but I also like pumpkin spice. If you go down the Felicity rabbit hole, then you're going to want some cozy sweaters. It's like if you give a moose a muffin. If you give a millennial Felicity, she will buy a cozy sweater. To buy your cozy sweater, I think you should go to the common room shop where I have been spending a lot of money all summer long because she did this great little women collection. She does Harry Potter inspired clothes. Like, and I love them all because they're like inspired by, but you don't feel like you're a walking 
I don't know, fan fiction. I don't, I don't know. I feel like she does a really good job of curating clothes inspired by these iconic films and books. And she has a great sweater right now, which I think I've almost convinced myself I need to buy after watching Felicity last night. Um, it's great colors, especially if you're a Gryffindor or an FSU fan. Um, but just in general, she has some really great sweaters that I think are definitely in that Felicity vibe. And so, yeah, if you go down that Felicity rabbit hole, you're going to need a sweater and you should get it from the Common Room Shop. There will be a link in the show notes. I will be documenting my, if you give a millennial Felicity <laughs> journey, this is this is going to be a, a ride. I'm excited. Okay. Next for me is tennis shoes. Um, mm. I I go through the tennis shoes. I wear them a lot and I like them a lot. I think they look cool. Um, but my most recent favorite pair is by a company called Newton, like Sir oh. Isaac Newton. Um, okay. I don't know a ton about the company. I know they just switched owners. Um, but the reason I like their shoes is because the, the kind that I buy, they're Newton Gravities. Gravity is like the type of shoe. Um, okay. they have like extra, it's not padding, but just like a little bit of extra something, something underneath, um, what's that part where like your toes connect to the rest of your foot, your art, your web, your ball, the ball of your foot, the ball of your foot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it has, it has a little, <laughs> has a little extra something, something on the, okay. under the ball of your foot area. It's great okay. for stability work. It's great for high impact work. Um, but it's also great if you just want to like go for a walk and like sub, not subconsciously, um, build, build muscles without trying. Oh, okay. I do want to do that. Yep. I do. Highly recommend. Remember those shoes. I've, I've also been watching some of the Mindy project, which is a great show the first couple seasons, especially, but, um, she talks about her sketchers oh what does she call it those are my sketchers and they like build muscle while you walk but they really probably <laughs> didn't i bet the newtons really do it <laughs> i think they they do my calves have never been more sore which is okay. a good thing okay okay my last thing is just a clothing store i got sucked into an instagram ad and i just want to share the love um there's a brand called up west that is based i believe out west uh i want to say colorado but i'm not 100 percent sure if you're listening to this and you are also on instagram and like clothes similar to me then you probably have already seen this ad or maybe you live in texas or colorado where they have up west stores and so you're already familiar with this brand i was not but boy did i just buy three things last night added them to my cart and hit buy um um, their fall collection is really cute and comfortable looking and also doesn't look... The thing is, as much as I love Felicity Porter inspired sweater, I can't wear those all the time here. And so what I liked about some of the Up West clothes that I bought is that they look a little more lightweight and like not as bulky, even though I love a bulky sweater, it's just not meant to be for me <laughs> here. And so I just liked the weight of the clothes and that they were pretty low key looking, very Joe March inspired in my opinion. So that brand is called Up West. Very nice. Should we tell people what we bought? It was on my list. Tell people what we, right? yeah, we should, you should. Wait, are we talking about the same thing? I think so that we bought together. For October? Yes. <laughs> okay. So I, don't know, I don't know why that was so confusing. We buy a lot of the same things. <laughs> we do, but we literally bought this together and we're going to see if it was the dumbest thing we've ever done. Who knows? Who knows? But we're going to Boston. We're going to Boston, not Georgia. Boston, Mass. <laughs> oh, two, one, three, four. <laughs> Send it to Zoom. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're going to Boston. Um, can you, what is the trip called again? Um, cheer her on weekend. Cheer her on weekend. We're going to cheer her on weekend, um, which is something I think I saw about. I think I saw it on Aaron Moon's Instagram. But then I started following the trip coordinator, Melissa, who works at Orchard House, which is the Louisa May Alcott home, where I have been once before. But you know where I haven't been in the fall? New England. I'm and so I'm excited. Ex Look, I'm so excited, but the literally, was it an hour after we bought tickets? I texted Ashley and I was like, did we just make a mistake? <laughs> Look, we, we can't fully commit because COVID. That's neither right. of us, neither of us has seen New England in the fall though. And so there's kind of a lot riding on this. You, yes. you know, all, you know, all about this trip. I'm just kind of along for the ride. 
to have a good time. Maybe, maybe I'm hoping this trip will help me transition a little bit easier from summer into fall. I hope so too. I look, I'm really excited. We're holding these plans loosely because of COVID. Also, we, I do follow Melissa on Instagram, but I know nothing about Cheer Her On, which is a podcast, I think. I know, I know, I know nothing. They really just sold me on New England in the fall with the Little Women House. That's, that's what we're going for. I do need you to know this is the first time you're going to be hearing this. It's a struggle to find an Airbnb. So that's our latest plight. (laughs) Okay. Did not know that. Uh, So I've got to be, I need, I need to be doing better. We also, I'll look too. We are not spontaneous people, but this is definitely a spontaneous purchase this is as spontaneous as i've been in years (laughs) i just i just don't do spontaneity you just basically my entire reading watching listening to was me planning out what i'm gonna watch and and read and listen to it in the fall like planning it (laughs) i wish i I could like that just not a spontaneous person but we literally were texting one night and it should be admitted at a low point um yeah and we were like should we do this and we decided to do it. So we've bought the trip. We've bought the airfare. But now we need to look into the Airbnb. Okay, um, I'm on it. But yeah, we're going to cheer her on weekend in October in Boston, barring catastrophe. I get to wear a sweater. <laughs> it should be great. It should be it's going to be fine. It'll all be fine. Um, okay. Uh, thank you so much, Ashley. Thanks for having me. If you want to sit at our metaphorical kids table, and of course you're welcome, we encourage you to follow the bookshelf on Instagram and find the Instagram post talking about the kids table so that you can tell us what you've been reading, watching, listening to, and buying. So report back, let Ashley know if you try her and Hannah's Starbucks drink. We'd love to know. From the Front Porch is a weekly podcast production of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in South Georgia. You can follow The Bookshelf's daily happenings on Instagram at bookshelfteville, and all the books from today's episode can be purchased online through our store website, www.bookshelfthomasville.com. A full transcript of today's episode can be found at fromthefrontporchpodcast.com. Special thanks to Dylan and his team at Studio D Production for sound and editing and for our theme music, which sets the perfect warm and friendly tone for our Thursday conversations. This week, I'm reading Today a Woman Went Mad in the Supermarket by Hilma Wolitzer. Ashley, what are you reading? I'm reading Great Circle by Maggie Shipstead. If you liked what you heard on today's episode, tell us by leaving a review on iTunes. Or if you're so inclined, support us on Patreon, where you can follow along as Hunter and I conquer a classic, and you can participate in monthly lunch break Q&A videos. Just go to patreon.com forward slash from the front porch. We're so grateful for you, and we look forward to meeting back here next week.